Doctrine and Devotion is sponsored by Missional Wear. Missional Wear is a creator of reformed and theological clothing and goods. Many of you are already familiar with them, but what you may not be familiar with are these new statue busts of some of the greatest theologians throughout church history. To learn more, go to theologianstatues.com. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. It's late. It is. It's late. It is it's late. It's been a long day for both of us. Yep. Not a fun day. Today's not been a fun day. Long when did day. you have to get up today? Uh, I don't want to talk about it. I got up at five. Did yeah, it's you? about the same time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <sighs> Tired. I don't even know what to do anymore. Meetings. What day is it? Uh, it's it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. You're I leave recording tomorrow. on a went. You're going to Vegas. I'm going to Vegas, which almost didn't happen. Yeah, that's My how wife crazy you're killed me. Yeah. Oh man. Well, how is she going to feel when she finds out I'm coming with? I haven't told her yet. She's going to be mad. She's like, she thinks it's going to be romantic. <laughs> romantic. It no is, one goes to Vegas. It is for two of us. No one goes to Vegas for romance. Oh, yeah, they do. No, what? Well, of course, that's why they say what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, because it's all romantic. Romance my wife's yeah, looking I've for. I've never been, but I'm pretty sure I understand that it's you a romantic understand? place. Yeah, it's it's a, rom- a romantic place. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that, it, yeah. That's like that's like the France of the U.S., right? It's like yeah, no. it's like the Paris France of the U.S., isn't it? Oh, what is There's, wrong there like an Eiffel Tower thing in there? There is. Yes. Okay. The prosecution whole, rests. The, the prosecution? Because <laughs> I'm prosecuting a point. Okay, well, yeah. yeah there is the uh, the Hotel Paris. Mm, see? Exactly. There's a oui, Eiffel oui. Tower. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Right. Smaller. But yeah. uh, there's mm-hmm. the tower. Yep. It's got a restaurant on top. I know. It rotates. That's right. Yeah, it does. That's right? Mm-hmm. That, I'm telling you, that's right. It rotates up there. Mm-hmm. Just like the real Eiffel Tower. No. That, yeah, they got one up there. No. Yeah, they do. They have a restaurant. Yeah, it rotates. But, but not, no, it doesn't yeah, it does. rotate. You don't know. I've been there. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> oh, when did you go? No, I don't know, every other year or so. What? Yeah, just Every go. other year yeah, every you other go? Year. You go there, go, go to Paris, France, or go to... So, man, I'm excited. I am excited to get away for you a few days. You need to days. get away. I need to. Wait, are you, I, but you have to work there, don't you? I'll have to... I, I gotta figure out how to do that without Michelle knowing. She knows you're going there for work. I know what I'm talking about. Like, Wait, are you going there for a wedding? I'm going there for a wedding. Oh, but you're going to have to work. Okay. So, yeah. So we get there to, uh, tomorrow, which is Thursday. Right. So uh, we get there tomorrow. And then I won't, I probably won't work tomorrow. I'll probably do. And then we have a, I'm trying to think of Friday. The wedding's on Friday night. Right. So I got to somehow mm-hmm. get rid of her for well, a few you, hours. No, 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 no. You want to give her some time alone shopping. That's what you want to do. No, I, she, right? No, she's no. going to have time alone sunbathing? Yes, because you won't have the kids. That's right. Right. So she, she needs to, some chill alone time. Ex- she never gets alone time. Exactly. That I see where you're going with this, Joe. Yeah. And I don't want that not the shopping part. Right. So I want you to go sunbathe without my credit card. Right. That's what I'm, I'm, okay, I'm good. desiring good. Stay, here. Stay at the, the, the Eiffel Tower, mm-hmm. right? And do your, just lay in the sun. That's it. That's all, right. all I it's want It's not cold do. right now? Uh, it is a little bit colder okay. than normal, but still better than here. Okay. Well, we're all going to miss you, Jimmy. When are you coming back? Sunday. God, grief. What? Nothing. That's the way Whatever. it goes. Whatever. 
and leave me alone all the time. So, Jimmy, uh, we're recording, <laughs> yep. we're talking yep. about the 1689. It's a Monday episode. We're going to talk about chapter 7, verses 2 and 3, all about the covenant of grace. Man, it's going to be good and uh, really excited about it. And so, why don't we dive right in? You want me to read paragraph 2? Yeah. Okay. So, we're continuing on, and paragraph 2 says, I see you getting ready. I'm not getting ready. I see you nope. getting ready. I'm just waiting for you to do your thing. All right. I knew it. I didn't do it. Moreover, man having brought himself under the curse of the law by his fall, it pleased the Lord to make a covenant of grace, wherein he freely offers unto sinners life and salvation by Jesus Christ, requiring of them faith in him that they may be saved, and promising to give unto all those that are ordained unto eternal life his Holy Spirit, to make them willing and able to believe. Boom. The, uh, that, yeah. that, that just, That's that good, rocks man. it right there. All right. So in chapter seven, paragraph one, we talked a little bit about the covenant of works, right? Mm-hmm. That original covenant that was made before sin came into the world. The covenant that was conditioned upon the first Adam's obedience, right? Do yeah. not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat in that. You're dead. That's it. You will surely die. Yeah. Um, And then all of the other uh, commandments that were given to him, everything from the the implied statements, don't murder your wife, right? Mm. (laughs) But also then like, uh, be fruitful and multiply and exercise dominion over creation. Well, that covenant was broken. That's what it says here, right? Moreover, man having brought himself under the curse of the law by his fall. The covenant of works was broken by Adam. And uh, we've talked about various passages of scripture that... um, that highlight this one, for example, would be first Corinthians 15, 21 for as by a man that is Adam came death mm-hmm. by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. Yeah. Or, uh, Romans five twelve. uh, therefore just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all sinned. Okay. So the covenant of works has been broken and it's our fault. Yeah. Can't just point back to Adam and say it was his fault. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's unfair. But, it, but, in Adam, we've all sinned. Yeah, we sinned with Adam. We are all guilty of breaking this this uh, covenant of works, and mm-hmm. therefore we are under the curse of the law, which is condemnation. Like we are damned, we yep. are doomed because of our sin, and we deserve it. Yeah. We deserve that just wrath of God. It's good. I mean, that, listen. Well, uh, judgment, justice. Hell itself is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It might be a terrifying thing, but it can't be a bad thing. It can only be a good thing because it stems from the very character of God. There you go. It is the execution of his holy justice. So it is good, not in that it is pleasant to us, but in that it is fair. Mm. And fair is good. Just is good. Yeah. Now, what's even better than that is grace. Oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. And that's where we get into this, this covenant of redemption. Right. right. This Well, the covenant of grace. Right? Which it, leads into redemption. Yes, but there is a distinction to be made between the covenant of redemption and the covenant of grace. In fact, you don't know this yet because you've been working all day, but we're going to talk about the covenant of redemption on a, on the next Monday episode. Gonna, oh, is that next one? We're going to get in. It's not even in there. Well, it is alluded to um, That's in paragraph you. three. Exactly. But it doesn't say covenant but it alludes to it. Hey, you know what? But you're right. You know what? Let's go ahead and take it slow, Joe. We're going to go. I want, we're going to make sure that. that I want to make sure that you grasp what we're. I, I'm going to try here. I'm going to try uh, when it comes to grace. But go ahead. Yes, the covenant of grace. Right, and even it even says right. It pleased the Lord to make a covenant of grace. I, I love that. Yeah, I love just it pleased mm-hmm. the Lord. Uh, right, like 
even though, as Joe was talking about there, it was just and it's fair, this condemnation that we all deserve, God would have been and is still right to to exercise right. that wrath. And yet God is pleased to he, make a covenant of grace. He does all that he does for his own joy, for yeah. his own glory. In fact, I think the best Piper book is The Pleasures of God. Okay. I like that better than Desiring God. And... Uh, uh oh, I'm getting a text from my wife. I stop. think this is um this is when she somebody sent her a picture of me drinking a diet coke, which I'm not supposed to be drinking. No uh did yeah, he really? Yeah, he did. So she's she just sent me that picture back with the exclamation points. Did he really? Oh yeah, he did. Uncle Rob. <laughs> All right. So Man, um, what snitches get stitches, Rob. Yeah, well, you know, what am I gonna do? I've known him since I was sixteen. All right, so <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I like that book by Piper, right? The Pleasures of God, because it speaks about this, this, the, the, the why God does what he does. Yeah. And yes, it's for his glory, but it yeah. is for his pleasure, for his own delight. And it pleased God to do this. Like, it, listen, it pleases us who are a part of the covenant of grace. But more importantly, it pleased him. Wow. I love that. So um, it kind of gives us a definition of the covenant of grace here, doesn't it, Jimmy? Yes, it does. Uh, it's. <laughs> Are you using Siri to figure out what the covenant of grace is right no, now? Because I'm oh, holding my phone. Oh, because really? I'm holding mm -hmm. my phone like yeah. this. Okay. And I, I pushed oh. out on this. Mm -hmm. See, you do it, do it again. Yeah, stop, listen, stop. you're trying to use Siri. Listen, Siri does not know the covenant of grace. Uh, you know what? I'm going to ask her. Hold okay, on. go ahead. Siri, what is the covenant of grace? Okay, check it out. What 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 is what you got? Uh, you know what? It went to a Wikipedia uh, <laughs> Wikipedia okay. covenant theology and Protestant framework for biblical interpretation. All right, all right, okay. So uh, no, Jimmy's not using Siri. No, I'm not. For this I, I hold my phone. Okay, a certain learn way. to hold it with your. Stop it! I just ham hock hands. All right, so here you go. Uh, wherein no, this he, is a definition from the Confession on the Covenant. Correct. Of wherein he freely offers unto sinners life and salvation by Jesus Christ requiring of them faith in him that he may be saved they. or they may be saved and promising to give unto all those that are ordained unto eternal life, his Holy spirit to make them willing and able to believe. Right. So there you have a, a, a pretty good statement of what the covenant of grace is. So if this covenant, you know, if a covenant is, is, is a promise, it's an oath, it's a bond in blood, sovereignly mm -hmm. administered. We've talked about these various definitions. It is here we have uh, a, a unilateral covenant, right? This divinely established covenant between God and man. God yeah. established this. And this is not a covenant built upon our works. No. But upon Christ's work, right? This is a covenant in which we enter into by grace and we experience the fullness of salvation for free. Yeah. Right. And, it, and there is a requirement. There is a condition yeah. to enter into this, but the condition is, is faith. Yeah. And it, it, that to me though, is like, like you're talking about Joe, it's not about our works. It's not about our effort, but it's about this faith. But even that faith itself though, mm -hmm. is a gift from God. Yeah. Himself. It even says that making them willing and able to believe. Exactly. It's all of grace. Listen, yes. election, the you know why we believe in the doctrine of election? Cause it's in the Bible and because it's grace. That's what grace is. It's yeah. God's unmerited, undeserved favor and kindness toward us. It highlights just that the character of God, the love of God, the forgiveness of God, the mercy of God, and mm -hmm. as we're talking about, just this grace of God. Now, when we're talking about the covenant of grace, um, there are different ways of understanding it, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, 
in terms of Reformed theology, Reformed theology is covenant theology, right? Yeah. Reformed theology, if you, you're not Reformed if you don't believe in covenant theology. I'm sorry, you might be Calvinistic yeah. in some way, but Reformed um, theology is confessional theology, meaning you adopt the Reformed confession, yeah. Westminster, uh, uh, 1689, whatever. Um, and built into that, of course, then is covenant theology. Mm-hmm. So we have this document here. It's pushing covenant theology and it's pushing the covenant of works and the covenant of grace. But there are different ways of understanding exactly how that works. Now, um, we would all agree on this definition that is given here that we read, right? When, in which uh, he freely offers unto sinners yeah, life and yeah. salvation. But um, the way Baptists have talked about it uh, historically, especially, has been different than some of the ways in which Presbyterians have talked about it. And mm. paragraph three actually uh, spells a little bit of this out. So paragraph three says, this covenant, that is the covenant of grace, is revealed in the gospel, first of all to Adam in the promise of salvation by the seed of the woman, mm, and that- afterwards by farther steps until the full discovery thereof was completed in the New Testament. And it is founded in that eternal covenant transaction that was between the Father and the Son about the redemption of the elect. Oh, is that the covenant of redemption? That's the the covenant of redemption. Yeah, I told you it was there. And it is alone by the grace of this covenant that all the posterity of fallen Adam that that ever were saved did obtain life and blessed immortality man being now utterly incapable of acceptance with God upon those terms Mm -hmm. on which Adam stood in his state of innocency. So the thing to keep in mind here is that um, the emphasis here is that the covenant of grace is revealed in the gospel, like the good news first to Adam in the promise of salvation by the seed of the woman. Yeah. Right. Genesis three fifteen. Yep. Right. The offspring of the woman is going to kill the devil. It's going to crush the devil's head. Yep. He's yep. going to strike it at the seed's heel, but the, but he is going to win. The first promise of this gospel. Prote evangelium. That's right. Right. And then afterwards, by farther steps. So we got progressive revelation, right? Biblical theology, yeah. unpacking this theme, progressively leading throughout more, the Old Testament. You see right. it. You see the revealing of God's salvation plan. Right. Throughout the Old Testament. And then you have these various covenants. Yep. Right. You have the Abrahamic covenant. Yep. And then you have the Mosaic covenant. And then you have the Davidic covenant. Well, before that, you had, you know, the Noahic. Noahic. Ain't, ain't nobody care about the Noahic covenant. No one likes the Noahic. Oh, the rainbow. Ooh, <laughs> a rainbow. No, the Noahic covenant is great. The no- and we've talked about this. We'll link to the episode where we talked about this stuff in another mm-hmm. episode. So the Noahic covenant, right, is this covenant of preservation. I yep. promise I'm not going to destroy the earth again. Yep. Um, and then you have this covenant with Abraham. I'm going to bless you and in you, your offspring as big as the stars, mm-hmm. right? Um, you've got Moses, this, uh, this what, what is called the old covenant, right? The New Testament looks back to this calls it the old covenant. Mm-hmm. And there you have these types and these shadows yep. and the people of Israel, and yep. the law. And then you have um, Davidic. the Davidic covenant, right? King David in this, he's going to have an offspring that's going to sit on the throne forever, not for a thousand years, forever. <laughs> and, uh, and, and all of this is leading up to the new covenant. Yep. Now here's the thing. Historically reformed Baptists have argued predominantly that the covenant of grace is the new covenant. And the Mosaic covenant, for example, Mm -hmm. is not the new covenant. 
it is, um, and it's not just Baptists. Um, John Owen even makes this point. Uh, he's one of the outliers out there among Pado Baptists. But um, so Baptists historically have argued, at least in my reading, that um, the covenant of grace is the new covenant, and the covenants that are leading up to it point to the covenant of grace. They're leading to the covenant mm-hmm. of grace. They're showing the need for the covenant of grace. They're connected to the covenant of grace even in different ways, but they are not the covenant of grace. No one is saved by the Mosaic covenant. No, they're no. saved by the new covenant. They're saved by the covenant of grace. Now, Baptists find value and and truth revealed and, and great uh, truth about God and his plan throughout all of these covenants but they they see them as uh, not in full conformity with this new covenant. But the Westminster Confession of Faith does, right? I mean, the Westminster Confession yeah. of Faith makes a different distinction. And Jimmy, you can read it. It's chapter 7, point, uh, paragraph 5. But the, the big picture here is that the Presbyterians would say, here's, here's the thing, all covenant theologians believe in a covenant of works mm-hmm. and a covenant of grace. That's right. All covenant Baptists and Presbyterians. The difference is Presbyterians would see every subsequent covenant happens that happens after the fall as a part of the covenant of grace. Yeah. Whereas historically Baptists, by and large, especially 17th century Baptists, they would say not the same thing. Yeah. They're leading to it. They're pointing to it. And people were still saved by virtue of the new covenant in the Old Testament, in the Old Covenant. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same thing. So you want to read Westminster well, to clarify? Well, I, mean, I want to make sure that we hit on, though, that there's there's one other thing that Baptists and, and Presbyterians uh, agree on, Joe. There's not much. I don't there's know. There's, there's, there's one other there's thing that the they're covenant unified of grace on. in general. Yeah, but there's also the uh, the covenant of missional wear. I haven't heard about this. What is this? Oh, that's the the covenant where you give money. Okay. You pay. Jeff sends. Because there are some apparel companies that that may not uh, adhere to that covenant of payment. That's the true. The covenant of the missional wear. Right. But missional wear will, will adhere to but this. What, okay. And it will be a quality. What are you, you going to, a t-shirt? I got t-shirts. Well, yeah, you can get great t-shirts there. Okay. Or you can probably get, you know, great t-shirts at JoeFullStore.com. But. Well, you get a hat. I don't wear hats. Okay, but you know what they do have. What's that? Uh, they got bookends. Those, oh, those statue busts. Those statue busts. Oh, so those yeah. theologian statue busts. I mean, they are flying right now. In one day, one day, he met the goal for Kickstarter. Now, it wasn't one a, million dollars. No, I think oh. it was like fifteen thousand. Oh, like I don't know. Way, but that just shows you, though, how hot these items are. That yeah. just shows you how quick they're going to go. They and that also good. shows you, you got to get in there. You got to go and uh, jump in on that Kickstarter so that if you're planning on getting this as a gift for a loved one, for a friend, because um, they're probably not right? the same. Yeah, Christmas. Exactly. You're going to want. You're going to want to receive these in time to give them away as a gift. So you want to head on over to theologianstatues.com That's right. and grab yourself, uh, or get in on that. Yeah, you can make the pledge, man. You give, it gives, you commit the money, that, exactly. get in on the Kickstarter. I mean, Spurgeon, Calvin, Edwards, Luther, and they added Bunyan and Owen. Right. That is now just... listen, I'm hearing there is a growing cry from the depths of the earth. There is a growing Are you talking about there the... is a growing cry for the Jofo for the Jofo for, for a Jofo. for a bookend oh of, of of the Fofo and the Jojo. I don't see that happening. Oh, listen, if, why? If, if, I don't you, know. You want to hit a million dollars? 
Porque, why? Jeff Landon? <laughs> Jeff Landon. No, you I don't want him selling that. I want a piece of that then. No, we'll sell it. We'll do that. Well, we're, we're, yeah, we sell three stuff. of them. I know, exactly. <laughs> Jeff will sell all of them. But anyways, so, but Joe, uh, this week though, still, if oh, they yeah. head out over to the show notes, you can grab the graphic that we have there, the hashtag that we have there, and you want to share it all over social media. And at the end of the week, uh, Jeff's going to pick... From that hashtag, uh, he's going to grab one person who's going to win a set of two. That's right. Calvin and Spurgeon. Now, here's the thing. you got to follow the instructions that we have on our page. I mean, we were going to do this last week, but we wanted to give more time for the buildup. So mm. um, follow the instructions on that page. If you do it wrong, you're not going to be counted. Exactly. And I'm actually looking here. Ooh, look at this. People, There's some of these backing is, uh, yep. Okay. Only some are left, some are not. All right. We'll so get you in want there. to get in on that? Yeah, get in on that. Go there. The, Theologianstatues.com. Dot takes, com. Takes you right to Kickstarter. All right, so Jimmy. We're, we're, we're talking about how the Presbyterians, the, yep. the, the Pado-Baptist covenant theologian, the Baptist covenant theologians, uh, differed a little bit on how they understood uh, the covenant of grace as it relates to the other covenants yep. throughout the Old Testament. And we referenced uh, the Westminster Confession and what it says on yep. this. Chapter 7, paragraph 5. This covenant, the covenant of grace, was differently administered in the time of the law and in the time of the gospel. Under the law, it was administered by promises, prophecies, sacrifices, circumcision, and the Pascal lamb. Yep. Yep. See, I know the I know words, people and other types and ordinances delivered to the people of the Jews all for signifying Christ to come, which were for that time sufficient and efficacious through the operation of the Holy Spirit or through the Spirit to instruct and build up the elect in faith in the promised Messiah by whom they had full remission of sins and eternal salvation and is called the Old Testament. Boom. All right. So you see, you see what they're saying here. Mm -hmm. And listen, full disclosure. There are many Baptists who totally agree with this perspective. Yeah, yeah. The modern Baptists. Yeah. The old school Baptists didn't. But many modern Baptists do. And there are different reasons for that. Um, and so some of the smartest guys that I know uh, take that view. So like whatever. But um, the, what, what they're saying here is that there is one covenant of grace. And so all of these covenants, these, these Old Testament covenants, they all had the same substance. Mm -hmm. But there was different administrations, administrations right? of that substance. Yeah. So, a really helpful book for you guys to read on this is going to be uh, Pascal Denal. Uh, some Pascal Denal. He's a French Canadian guy. Yep. He grows a wicked beard. It is wicked. Yeah, because it's Canadian. Um, he uh, he has written a book called The, Distinct the, the Distinctiveness yeah. of Baptist Covenant Theology. It's actually a small book. Fantastic it's book. It's a great book. Yep. It's going to open up the world of historical theology on this point for you. So we want to encourage you to read that. It'll be in the show notes. Go and buy that book. Now, um, so the Baptists have said, well, okay, so we disagree on exactly how this works. Um but what we all agree on, covenant of works, covenant of grace, how that actually looks in the Old Testament, it looks very similar in many yeah, ways, but yeah. we're going to have fine points of disagreement. And this ultimately does have a significant role in our view of baptism yeah. and their view of baptism. Absolutely. We're not going to get into that tonight, but that's so far where we're at. So when we're looking at, the, at, at this issue of the covenant of grace and covenant theology, historically... Uh, of course, not all Baptists. We've had different kinds of Baptists, mm -hmm. right? But those Baptists that were emerging in the 17th century uh, in London, we had these Reformed 
Baptists who were very much in line with Reformed Protestantism, who were very much in line with the Presbyterians and the Congregationalists, mm-hmm. the Puritans. And uh, they would talk about a covenant of works and a covenant of grace because it matters. Yeah. Because it. this is not, I know some of you are listening and you might be thinking like, who cares? We're talking about this weird, obscure covenant theology stuff. Why do I need to know this? What benefit is it uh, to me in my Christian life? Uh, I'll tell you what, the, the big picture answer is because you don't have life apart from the covenant of grace. Mm. You don't. Mm. You, you, because what is, Jimmy, what is the covenant of grace? Like, what is it? Like, what? It is. It is life unto the Lord. It is gospel. Yeah. It is. It is. It is the good news. Yeah. It is the only means by which we can be reconciled to God. Uh, it, to not desire this or want this is it, to me that kind of not boggles. It boggles my mind. Why would you not want the gospel? That's what we're discussing here. We're discussing uh, the great news of our salvation, the hope that we have in Christ. I mean. Basically, Jimmy, you're saying that people hate Jesus if they don't like covenant if theology. If you don't like covenant theology, you, bro, do you even know Bro, do you Jesus? You, he does not. They do not Jesus. You do not Jesus, No, they bro. do not, clearly. <laughs> but you know what does? The covenant of grace. Yep. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, look, the it, it, is, a, it is a covenant. It is a, a promise, mm. right? I will forgive your sins. Yep. Enter into this covenantal relationship with me. Here's what I'm going to do for you. I'm going to forgive your sins. I'm going to give you righteousness. I'm going to adopt you as my child. I'm going to give you an eternal inheritance. I'm going to give you a resurrected body. Yep. I'm going to give you everything that you were made for, that you threw away in the covenant of works, the first covenant I gave you. Mm. You blew it. Okay, I'm bringing you back another covenant. Yeah. And you can't break this one. Once you enter in, you can't. This is an unbreakable and why, yeah, covenant. And why can't you break it? Like, no, why can't you break it? You well, can't break it, is, it because it's by, it's, it's by the grace of God. It's all it's grace. All, it's all the grace that he has given unto you and that he even himself gave you the gift of faith to unto salvation. In. Right? That It can't break because God is good and God upholds it. So God not only gives it, he gives you the opportunity to enter it and he sustains you through it. Right. It and is, he completes it. It's all based on his work, yeah. right? The son's work. Now, this covenant, this covenant of grace is actually built upon another covenant that mm. Jimmy referred to earlier, the covenant of redemption. redemption. Okay. Now the covenant of redemption, we're going to talk about this next Monday, but the covenant of redemption is the covenant that God made with himself. It is the covenant between the father and the son. And the first time I ever read about this was in um, Charles Hodges' Systematic Theology. Oh, was it Hodges? And uh, man, I was so blown away by the idea. And then I start looking at scripture and it was profound. Mm. So the reason- I didn't actually, I didn't, I don't think I actually noticed it until- uh, uh, one of the Arbat books. I'm trying to think yeah. which one. Yeah, that was the, uh, oh, I can't remember. I think it was actually Sam Renahan's book. Yeah, it could have been. Well, like, this is um, this is deep stuff. It's profound stuff. But 
I promise you, you're, it's going to lead you to worship. It's yeah. going to lead you to rejoice. So for now, um, dig deep into the covenant of grace. Try to understand these distinctions. Read Pascal Donal's book. Uh, it's really, Fantastic. really good. And you could read that in a week, no problem, right? Yeah. I mean, I read it in an hour and a half. But you oh, guys can read, yeah, I read I read it pretty quick. I memorized 98% of it. You know, photographic memory. You know, James White ain't got nothing on me. So anyways. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. No, I don't have a photograph. Yeah, I'm about to say, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I can't remember anything. Mm-mm. <laughs> Nope. No, you do not. can't remember where I put my phone, my keys. I've been there where Joe's had his glasses on his head. Okay. And he goes, where are my glasses? Where are my glasses? I don't like to wear them, so I push them up because I hate wearing (laughs) them. Where are my glasses? Where'd you you hide them? He'll sit there and accuse me of hiding them. No, that's what you do. I don't accuse you No, you do. Where'd you hide them? Where'd you hide them? No. Joe also forgot he's not supposed to have a Diet Coke either. (laughs) What's that? What's that, Joe? <laughs> Jen's mad. She just sent me the text, the mad face. All right, guys. So dig into that. Read that book, mm-hmm. and um, you know, let us know. I, I, we actually want you to um, kind of jump in on social media. You know, hit us up with uh, with questions or thoughts or or what what have you read? Here's a good question. I'd like to know if you have come to believe in covenant theology, have come mm. to embrace that perspective theologically, what was the book that helped you the most? Yeah, Besides scripture, what was the yeah. book? So hashtag Doc and Devo, what was the book that influenced you, encouraged you towards covenant theology more than any other book? We'd yeah, like to let know. us know on Twitter. Perfect. Or, or, or Instagram. No, Twitter's better. No, I like Instagram. Why Instagram? Because I don't update the Twitter thing, man. No, I know, but on, on Instagram, what are, they pictures, do? what are they going to do? Pictures. Take a photo of it? Of the book, yeah. Boom. Or themselves could, holding the book? You can follow us online. Insta- Wait, yeah. You can follow us on oh social gosh, media, so Instagram tired. and Twitter, at Doc and Devo, or on Facebook slash Dr. Devotion. You can head to the website, drdevotion.com. Came to the elders meeting an hour and a half late. You can send us an email You made us stay later so you could follow up on the stuff that we already covered. Hit up the store, oh jofosto.com, and grab some gear. Oh, it's fine. You're going to want to go ahead and get that graphic from the show notes. Keep you want to share questions. that? Theologianstatues.com. And grab and see if you can win a free set of All right, two. now listen. You're not going to win. But you over there, I think you're going to win. That's, the, that's my prediction. Boom. Got it. Called it. Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday blog. And if it's not a woman, it's because Jeff Landon is a misogynist. Stop it. What is what? wrong with you? I'm just you? saying it's probably what. It's probably what it is. No, yeah. What? <laughs> you gotta, what? you just, I can't even make he, the joke. What? Can, what are you talking about? Fresh pot every Monday and Thursday blog post on Wednesday video content. Sometime later. Sometime later.